This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we're blasting back to late 1990-something to talk all things eBay. From buying to selling to using it as a virtual Beckett to check the value of nearly everything on Earth, eBay is a part of every collector's life, so let's discuss it right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the Time Blast. Time Blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch it's pad. the Time Blast of the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official ToyCast YouTube channel at Time Blaster ToyCast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. We are ALIVE Alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for memories. In place is a 60-minute time limit, and introducing first today's topic. Created on Labor Day in 1995 as Auction Web, and the tale of a broken laser pointer led to a billion-dollar business. Founded by Pierre Omidyar, it's headquartered in San Jose, California, by way of the Silicon Valley. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the exquisitely eBay episode. And now for your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and the fanfare figures with actions. Their love for eBay is part of the reason this toy cast exists. They are the reigning, defending toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, boys, it is time to talk eBay. You all ready for this? You ready for eBay talk? Yeah, I'm ready for eBay talk. I can <laughs> see the logo in my head already. <laughs> eBay, man, it gets taken for granted. It's just been... I- I can't get through an hour of my life without being on eBay. eBay is like eBay, super, super important. To it's such an integral part single, of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like every, every part of my business strategy and model that exists, yeah. exists with eBay at the center of it. You so, love it one day, you hate it the next day. I had it's to just talk how it to, is. I had to call eBay yesterday. Oh, I hate calling eBay. And talk to him on the phone. And it was because at the start of my eBay career, I would call frequently. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm like an eBay expert, dude. Yeah. I don't even need, I know more than some of the employees at eBay. And honestly, this phone call yesterday ended with me teaching the eBay rep something there you they go. didn't know. We can get into all that in a minute. Knock, knock. He's here, mother trucker. <laughs> <laughs> eBay, baby. Can't wait. Uh, yeah. I don't know, Dave. What are we thinking? This, uh, beautiful Michigan winter outside. Yeah. We talked to turtles last week. We closed the book. On the vintage TMNT line, bittersweet. Sure it was bittersweet. We, we got through it. Yeah, we got a little housekeeping to take care of before we jump into the eBay. You know, it's typical, typical eBay day. You know, you're going to clean the house a little bit before you get back on the computer to check your sales and check mm-hmm. your bids. Yeah. Yep. So um, we have a review. Check your bids. Check your bids. <laughs> I haven't checked my bids in a long time. <laughs> I was going to say send offers, but Keith don't send offers. Oh, I, I send offers <laughs> oh, now. Do, yeah, oh, we, do you now? Uh, okay. Ooh, well, we got to talk ki- about that. We're talking kind to an eBay novice. novice. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've got the novice and we've got the experts. We've got it all covered So, here. yeah, to me, bidding. You check your bids. Check okay? your bids, people. We'll get check into it. Check your bids. <laughs> but we got a review to read. Yeah, we got a review from our buddy uh, via Apple, our buddy Jose. Our buddy Jose. On the championship winning kickball you know that's right toys kickball team our man man. jose he started listening to the pod in the last couple of months and uh he wrote us a review he did yeah let's read it and jose writes i have to say this has been a fantastic trip down memory lane the incredible memory and memories from all the hosts is awesome this podcast has made me remember more things than i knew i had forgotten a nostalgic vibe guys bravo bravo I love coming into the store, but my wife always says I have to control myself when I go in there because I will easily spend $1,000 if I have no one to stop me. I told Keith this store was going to be a success. I think deep down Keith knew he was onto something special, and he's such a good guy with a great family. He deserves all of his success. And now he has a great crew of people working and loving what they do at Time Blaster Toys. I can always feel the love for the craft. Great things from great people. See you soon. Jose, we appreciate you. That's our that's our first baseman. Dave and Jose were like 
neck and neck at that first base. Oh yeah, when one guy was out, the other guy was down. in. Yeah, you know, I I became a rotational player. Um, <laughs> you know, I let Jose, you man first. I was a couple early in the season. I I held it down, made a lot of plays, but then they, we had other areas where uh, I felt the the need for me would be more valuable mm-hmm. and then jose was a great first baseman yeah good old jose good and old that jose. and that's true i remember when we were when i was talking about opening the store jose gave me a pep talk all those years ago and i didn't forget it jose you're the man we appreciate you it's cool that he listens now and i see yeah. him all the time because he's a terminator guy oh, so now okay. he's like started collecting vintage terminator stuff the kenner, kenner stuff kenner stuff gotta have so the anytime stuff. i get something i send him a picture and this weekend he was in here buying some car to terminator yeah. for his collection there's plenty of it so yeah Jose, you're the man, but it's eBay time. It's eBay time. Did you get any of those Terminator? I mean, I assume Terminator and eBay go hand in hand, right? Do you have a Terminator <laughs> eBay story to get us started here? Or, uh? <laughs> not, not that I can think of. <laughs> okay, um. okay. Well, I, I guess I want to go back We have to, the to start with the genesis yes. of eBay because we, in the intro, Dave, you mentioned 1995. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I didn't even have the internet in 1995. I did not. So Pierre Omidyar, he's the guy who created eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, along the way, he, is he an American or he where is, is he? A, uh, a French Iranian man who living in America lived in America. A French Iranian, to, a French Iranian man who moved to America as a youth mm-hmm. or a teen. I don't know. He went to college at UC Berkeley, I believe. I may be wrong on that. I read the, everything about it yesterday, and I'm mm-hmm. not looking it back up. It's all right. We got. <laughs> but I know he was in Berkeley, California, at one point, and he had um, eShop. He was a, a part of eShop, which got bought by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So he got a nice little sum of money from that. Didn't get all of the money. Other, It got dispersed amongst many people. And Microsoft, I think, spent $50 million for eShop. He got a little chunk of change on that. On Labor Day, 1995, he was uh, writing code to come up with an online auction website. And he came up with a thing called Auction Web. So he had this website called Auction Web, uh, and there was, you know, things were starting to sell. The auctions were out there um, through 95. That's what it was called. But he didn't realize he had this billion-dollar idea, really, until he contacted somebody who was trying to buy a broken laser pointer. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was a laser pointer that was selling for like 14 bucks. I think it was 1387 or it might have been 1487 I could have the change wrong, but... Something along those lines. Yeah, he uh, he saw that that sale was going down, and then the thing it said broken, and he called. He like reached out to the person that was buying this on the web. I mean, 1995. Think of the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's very primitive. I can barely think of it because I, like I said, I didn't have it. it. Like, yeah, neither did I. Yeah, I mean, like AOL start. Like we're dialing yeah. up here. Yeah, and um, he reached out to somebody who was buying that and said, "Hey, is this?" You realize this is a broken laser pointer, right? And the person's like, yeah, I collect all laser pointers and broken ones are fine by me. I know what I'm buying. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, if people are going to come on the internet and they're looking for broken, like if they're going to buy a broken laser pointer, there's something here. Mm -hmm. And that's when he really dove into it and created it. And then by... Through 96, it was just on the rise. Um, we can get into it a little bit later, but the Tickle Me Elmo craze really sure. helped, and Beanie Babies helped mm-hmm. really drive that up. Um, and then Auction Web was no more. He became he turned it into eBay um, as what it was, better marketing, you know, sales ship, the branding, all of that. Um, so eBay was born in 97 is when it officially was called eBay, and the rest is history. I mean, it's... The guy's a billionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, As long as I've had the internet, which we got the internet, I want to say, in late 96, early 97-ish, like around that time, eBay's just always been a part. Like, right? Like, I don't remember the internet really without eBay. Not really. It's always existed. And just think about, like, collecting as a whole. Before eBay, if you wanted something, you had to physically see it. In real life, right? You're either at a, and we're talking mainly about toys here, but this could be anything, but you know, you'd have to be at a trade show or a shop or mm-hmm. something of that sort. Now, from the comfort of your home, you can find literally anything for sale. And man, I can remember being 
what, 14, 15 years old, being a kid and buying stuff on eBay and trying to figure out how that worked. Wow. I bought a lot of stuff as a young man on, yes. on the on the very early days of the internet. Mm-hmm. Do you remember buying stuff yeah. back then? Yeah. Yes. Do you guys remember? I mean, my first introduction to eBay would have probably been like 2000 when we got a computer, so I'd have been 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my first purchase, I remember what it was. Uh, there was a band <laughs> called Reveille. Um that I was a huge fan of at the time. And uh, they had like these promo posters mm-hmm. that I was just stumbling around, searching around eBay. They had these cool promo posters. I was like, four bucks? <laughs> and it's in from Boston, Massachusetts, where the band was from. I bought so many band things. I mean, that's think, what I was. you think the band was selling them direct? Was I don't, it from them? Maybe. I don't know yeah. in hindsight. But I just know it was like, prom- there were like these certain promo posters. There was probably just, it was probably just stacks yeah. that they had left at somebody even a street. Because I sold, my first sales on eBay were things related to that. Mm-hmm. But my first purchase was a Reveille promo poster for four bucks. I went to Kmart, got a money order. Because I didn't have a checking <laughs> yep. account yet. Got a money order, sent my $4 whatever change money order to um, Boston. And yeah. a week later, I got my... Well, I don't know what the, they were, 10 by 10, like little promo poster. And then I was collecting promo posters for a while from a bunch of other bands. I I was lining my, my basement wall, was like sticking them up there and on the ceiling, just getting to a bunch of different bands at the time, stuff, and just swag in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, and eBay was where I was getting it all at because it's like, from Reveille was what it got me in. That was the first thing I bought. And then it was like, I bought CDs at the time too. Cause that's, it, it was 17 and I was just super into music yeah. and finding bands was like what I did. I would get into, I wasn't a Napster kid cause I would go to the record store, buy a CD, whatever it was. I had a job, but like for new bands and stuff, I, I it was a website called audio galaxy. So I would find stuff and I'd go to eBay to try to buy their CD because I know it was going to be fourteen ninety nine at Best Buy, and there was a chance on eBay I could get it for like eight bucks or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I was just buying so much music stuff. But yeah, that's where my start to eBay was. And that's how you got it done. When you bought, you had to like get a money order or that's get your crazy. parents to write you a check, and you would just stick it in an envelope. It's crazy. That's how we yeah. did it back then, right? Yeah. Do just, you remember Joe? Something you got early yeah. on? Yeah, I remember buying VHS tapes off eBay. Yes. Okay. Um, probably like ninety eight, ninety nine, and yeah, I would go to Dairy Mart like a local convenience store and yes. get my money order yeah, and mail it off. Like not even second guessing it, you know, sending my money off into the mail and yeah, hoping and, that it would come in return. And it always did. Usually, it always did. Right? Yeah. And it yeah. would take a long time and, yes. and tracking didn't, I mean, tracking may have existed, but there was no easy way yeah. to, the only thing I rem- just waited. The only thing I remember is you would get the notification that they shipped it. Okay. That was the only thing, but you didn't have like there was they, no number. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. click on it and be like, look at the website to see where it was at. Yeah, you would like, oh, they got they received your money order five days later, mm-hmm. and then it would be like shipped. You're like, oh, cool, package is on the way. It'll yeah. get here at some point. Um, yeah, and we need to stress to back then on eBay, everything was an auction. Yes. Yeah, you so had to bid for it. You bid. There was no buy it now, which we can talk about that in yes. a little bit. It was an auction, so you would throw your bid in, and sometimes you would win, and sometimes you wouldn't win. Um, I think sniping an auction wasn't really a thing back then, no, like it is so, now. No, um, no. So I've bought a lot of stuff, usually always toy related, and I would money order. I'd mm-hmm. get my mom to write a check, but the one I remember, and the reason I remember it, it was it was a Big Boss Man Hasbro, a carded Big Boss Man Hasbro that I threw a bid on and forgot about it and days go by and then I somehow I sign into eBay and I get the alert that I won and yeah. it was like $5. Oh, Super geez, cheap. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, do I go get a money order? Do I get my money? I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it's $5. Mm-hmm. I just put a $5 bill yep. in an envelope and just mailed it. And I got my Hasbro. It took yeah. a while. But just cash in an envelope. That's Crazy just how you got back it then. done. Cash in an envelope and a prayer that it's yeah. going to work out. And we, were, yes. we were living dangerously. And it usually did. And yeah, I bought a lot of stuff on eBay those first few years. It's yeah. funny you mentioned the bidding and sniping a bid because, I mean, I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So it was the Machine Head CD, Alcoholocaust, was not released in America. It was a Japan and UK only released. It was on eBay. Yeah. And I 
got home from school every day and I'd put my bid in. And I would get home from school the next day because you had like a seven day window. Oh, they were all seven uh, and, days. And it would be like you dis- could not like set the time that it ends. Nope. Like now you can. It's just when you put it on eBay. So if you listed it at two p.m. on a Wednesday, it's ending a week from that specific time. So it's ending at that time on that. Yeah, day. yeah. So I would get home from school, put a bid in, put mm-hmm. a bid in, bid in. I was up to like seventeen dollars. This was an import. Yeah, and I was like. Didn't you know? I didn't know that you could get them through like a record store. Whatever the time, I was like, I'm getting this. Mm-hmm. And I got home from school, and it was ending in like an hour. And I literally sat there and waited and waited away with like ten seconds left on my final bid, <laughs> and I got it. And I was <laughs> that's old school <laughs> sniping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just waited, and uh, I was so jacked. Um, but yeah, that's my memory there. But Joe mentioned VHS tapes. I got tons of like wrestling best of VHS tapes yep. through eBay. Yep. Yeah. So many. Yeah. So many to count. And it would just be like, oh, best of eight hours of nothing but Arne Anderson matches. And this is just something that a dude I'll created on it. Yeah. It's not like Absolutely. an official release in any way. Yeah. Um, no, that's, yeah. And I bought those guys when I hooked up. It was big. It was like RF video knockoff guys. Yeah. And I loved them. They were my favorite. Or the guy that would just take the RF video thing and just dub it and yes. then sell the copy of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. by the time you've got it, it's a copy of a copy. Yeah. The quality is just awful. I had yep. a ECW like Heatwave VHS tape mm-hmm. that was a copy of a copy of yeah. a copy. Just like, you got to squint while you're watching it. It looks <laughs> it so bad. It's fine when you squint. Yeah. So you got to put yourself in the frame of mind, guys. This is 1996-ish. There's no phones in your hand. This is like you are sitting yeah. at a computer you dial up that is dialed up to the internet on a yep. phone line, and you're bidding on it, right? It's not. It's nearly as easy as yeah. it is now. Praying you no could, one calls the house while you're trying oh, to put a yeah, bid like in. All the conditions have oh to my be gosh. right. Yeah, I'm telling your parents, I need five, because we were limited on internet time. I'm yeah. sure you guys were, too. Yeah. It's like you get 20 minutes of internet time. I'm like, okay. Mom, I need this internet time to bid on this item that I don't have money to buy that I'm going to need you. <laughs> Look, to Mom, you're going to have to write me a oh, check see, for no, this. <laughs> okay. That part, I did not have a job at this period. That part I had, at yeah. At the start. Eventually I did. Yeah, no, for me it was, yeah. I def- When I got it on eBay. It was your own money. It was my own money, yeah. yeah. No, I was definitely asking Mom for the. <laughs> I was bidding with a prayer that my mom would pay for this. <laughs> this will work out. <laughs> yeah. So. How long before you think you started selling on eBay? I sold a few things early on. Yeah. Um, like, like they had like hockey memorabilia. Like, I remember going to like a Wings game. Uh, I was this was before they were good, so it was like a Wings game from probably like 1990 or 91. Mm-hmm. And I had the program, and in the program, it was. <laughs> Paul Eisenbart on the cover of the program. <laughs> and at the time, I was very much an anti. I hated the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. This was like the year 2000, but I was a huge hockey nut. But I was like, I don't want this. I've had this program for like eight years. I don't want it. I'm sure like none of my, like I asked friends, they're like, I don't want I don't know who any of those players are. <clears throat> like yeah. other than Iserman. I put it on eBay and sold it for like $18. Somebody out there really wanted it. Yeah. And I was Program like, oh. collector. Yeah. And uh, and I found some other like hockey stuff and sold it out there. Because at the time, I, the only thing I was collecting was hockey jerseys. I didn't want any of like my Red Wings stuff. And that was the thing. At Christmas, people buy you a Red Wings thing. I'd usually give it away. But yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to start selling things. So I sold some of that stuff. And then... I probably turned 19, and I don't think I touched eBay for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It just um, was the way it was. Selling back then was not like it is now. It was hard. It, it was hard. All Every step of the way was work. Mm. You had, you know, to list it was, oh, yeah. even just to take the photo and get the photo on a computer, that wasn't easy to do. There were, like, no. steps involved, not like it is now. So then you're listing it, and then it sells. And then you got to wait for payment. And then you get the payment. You got to cash the payment. Then you got to package this thing up yeah there's no printing a shipping label from the convenience of your workstation like i do many many times a day now you got to walk to the you got to go to the post office wait in line pay in line just a lots of steps that would make it cumbersome and especially for someone our age as a teenager like you don't want to do that stuff you're trying to do anything else yeah um that's why it was only a few hockey things no and i yeah i can my so my ebay account I uh, I still have my original eBay account. Do you, Joe? I do not. Changed along my the way? original one got hacked oh. when I was in high school. 
So yeah, my account, deleted. my account is from the year 2000. So I have a 23-year-old eBay account. Yeah. So when I call eBay, they're like, you've been a member for 23 years. Yeah. We appreciate you. I'm like, thank you. Thank I appreciate you, yeah. you as well. But uh, I think that's probably when I started selling because I bought stuff prior to that. So yeah. year 2000 was like just selling stuff I didn't want here and there, never yeah. taking it too seriously. Uh, eventually, obviously, tar- started taking it very seriously. But do you remember selling anything? I sold a handful of comic books back in probably 2000 2001 Mm -hmm. but nothing crazy not until much later yeah into my adulthood yeah yeah and again it's all auctions so you don't even know what your stuff's selling for you're just putting it up hoping that it get you know catches a fair amount of money yeah but again back then you didn't even necessarily know what your stuff was worth no right now you want to know the value of something you you just go on ebay and you look at sold listings and it's going to tell you this is what this thing this is what people are willing to pay for this item. And then you go from there. You set yeah. buy it now or you could throw up an auction and hope it gets there. But back then, who knows, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, who that was, so that was something that burned me. I don't remember the player, but I remember putting a couple hockey cards up mm-hmm. to sell. And... Um, and I remember Checking looking. The yeah, I remember looking yeah. in the bucket at what they were worth and not getting what they were worth for them, and having to still ship them out. Yeah, and being, being like, the whole and way. just being like so disappointed. And then the final thing I sold, and I was uh, I was on a couple band street teams. I was a couple bands. I was on Slaves on Dope, Shovel, and Boy Hits Car, and Flybanger, and I just had all of these stickers and just junk. And I was like, I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I so I'm like, I'm gonna see if people want it on eBay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put this all out there. And it was sold for like less than $10. But I'm like, hey, somebody wants this crap. By the time I shipped it and went through all that hassle and got yeah. like a, a dollar out of it, um, I was new. I was like, I'm done. This is like too much work for not enough thing. I just hung on to the stickers yeah. and stuck them on things myself for a dollar. Right. right. Yeah. Crazy man! You walk out of the post office. I lost money. <laughs> <laughs> I that lost. That was a gamble. You I know? lost money on yeah. this transaction. Jeez. Uh, yeah. Before eBay, what is any item's value other than like pure speculation? Beckett. We lived and died by this Beckett that was yeah. printed monthly for years and years and years in regards to. The value of sports cards, trading cards, comic books. Then there was uh, there were uh, toy magazines that kind of yeah. did the same thing, where they would have the value. Yeah, but it's like th- this is based on what are they like going to? Yeah, local what are trade they shows? And of? they're just kind. Honestly, I think they're making half of this stuff yeah. up. And once the internet comes around and eBay comes around, and now there's actual concrete numbers and facts. It's like okay. This thing sell sold for this price. Well, what it sell for the time before that, and mm. you can kind of figure out. Oh, this is what this thing's worth. Yep. Value is what people are willing to pay for an item. There are people on eBay to this day that will have things listed for like astronomical prices that make no sense. And doing what I do, dealing with buying and selling of goods, I meet people every day. I meet someone who says I have this item that's worth this amount of money. Right. And then they show me an active listing on eBay. For an insane amount of money. Right. And it's I like, go, no, bro. I go, well, that's what someone's at. And then I got to do my whole spiel. That's what someone's asking. Then I'll yep. then I'll go to sold and I'll show them, like, this is what it sells for. Yeah. Right? Right. But, yeah, before eBay, I, I don't know. I, I think eBay is such a tool for so many facets of what we do, buying and selling toys. We couldn't exist without eBay. That's how you realize what the value of an item is. Right. Not only that, that's your ability to sell an item. Like, as much as we love the shop here in West Sam, Michigan, mm-hmm. if I was relying only on people walking in the door to buy the stuff I'm selling, I don't think I'd be in business much longer. You have to have that wide audience. We're selling vintage toys that are super unique, and how many people in the world want a specific toy? The odds that they're going to walk through the door is pretty low, but once you put it on the internet and anyone in the world can buy it, yeah, millions, now millions you've got a business eyes. model that makes sense. So yep. That's why eBay is such a huge part of what yep. I do, like all day, every day, mm-hmm. shipping on eBay. A quick, quick little research on how Beckett and the values was determined prior to the yeah. 90s was whatever things were graded at, because people could still get things graded for years, mm-hmm. whatever the highest graded on record 
item was. Okay. They would look at the uh, however many were like sold. They would compare it to like the history of like produced, sold, and they would determine the value based off of that. Okay. I get that with older stuff, but some of the new stuff, like when it's just printed, dude, they, oh, yeah, they have to just be that's guessing. That's tough. But yeah. yeah, like, I mean, with like sports cards, that makes sense. With mm-hmm. toys, that makes sense. It's like you can see, okay, this is what the highest one's worth. There was 10,000 produced. Let's just do some math here and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep into like what we do now on eBay, buying and selling, I wanted to hit on uh, like toy crazes of the past. Yes. Right? Because before eBay, we all have that memory of like that hot toy that you couldn't find. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in 1993, 1994. It. How do I find these? How yeah. do I get one? It's the weeks leading to Christmas. And what would it be, man? It'd be like a dude outside of Toys R Us with his trunk open. Come here, kid. Right? Yeah. Like, or maybe someone has enough ahead of time that they take an ad out in the newspaper that says, I have these items. Like, yeah. That's how you would sell them. But once eBay and the internet comes around, now you can just stick it on the internet and let the market determine the value or the perceived value of this item at that period of time. Right. So I think like... The ability of people getting on the internet at the time and people wanting to have things uh, to collect during that time kind of like spawns this. Every year there's like a hot toy and some of them are hot because they are truly uh, supply is not meeting demand. And then some of them is just pure speculation. Beanie Babies is like people just got caught up in the hype. Like that stuff's not worth money. At all. Yeah. But yeah, hit on them, Dave. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, like every year there was something in, yep. those, in the so, 90s. So Tickle Me Elmo and Beanie Babies were the first things. And the Beanie Baby thing, it kind of goes back to where it was almost like an artificial, like, scare, like how rare something was. It right. was fake. Yeah. Um, Like, people would say this Beanie Baby is no longer made. They'd list it on eBay. They would sell for a lot. And well, actually, that's because the company's telling them it's no longer made, too. But they Keep were in mind, out there. they already made 10,000 of them before right. they told you they aren't making anymore. But um, yeah, the Beanie Baby craze got to the point where people were like, there was like a whole crime division of police departments in regards to Beanie Babies with stolen Beanie Babies, mm-hmm. with people like not selling them on eBay, like falsely. Um, what selling and, and then not shipping? Y- yeah, not yeah, shipping and getting the, the money, money uh-huh. and getting that. Like it was a huge. Like crime spree right. and Beanie Baby craze was out there. It was an absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and then up there's a there's a record where a police officer said that he went to a warehouse. They like did like a bust of a warehouse that was like an illegal Beanie Baby operation. <laughs> and were he, they fake Beanie Babies or were they real ones that were stolen? They were real. Yeah. Stolen Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of them that were being sold on eBay. Yeah. And they were stolen Beanie Babies. And the officer said he knew it was bad when he saw on the floor a floppy purple teddy bear discarded. And he goes, I thought, good heavens, this bear's worth $400. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's how I knew that I had a problem in addition to the people having this problem that I knew how the value of what some of these Beanie Babies were. <laughs> Must have been that Princess Diana bear laying uh, on the floor. That rare bear that let yet that yet everyone on Earth seems to still possess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to this and, day. Th- and that was the thing. And like, um, yeah, forged checks mm-hmm. was huge to get them. People would flip them, you know, get them and flip them with forged checks, right. and just that whole it was like money laundering mm-hmm. uh, out there. And Beanie Babies was the driving point for that. Tickle Me Elmo was the was the eBay craze where it was like. How it's how we would know it to be. People would buy two or three Tickle Me Elmos and they'd put two on eBay and you'd yeah. be like, drive the cost up, mm-hmm. spend a eighty dollars on it or whatever, and try to sell them for two, three hundred bucks. And that's right. just that's what eBay is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was more geared toward that. And Furbies kind of followed the same path, but the Furby craze was more like the Beanie Baby craze in that there was a lot of people collecting and selling in masses and stealing and selling in masses just to unload and get the quick cash where Tickle Melmo was more of the supply demand yeah situation if you had the foresight and the ability to like obtain beanie babies and flip them back then yeah you could make money oh my gosh if you Heck didn't yeah. get caught up in the hype if you kind of saw the writing on the wall like this is clearly not going to last but there was probably a one or two year span 
where there's there has to be a handful of people that just made oh um, yeah made bank. Oh, you had your window to make so much money. Money on eBay selling those things. There are documentaries about people oh, doing that. Oh, I've seen many a Beanie Baby documentary. And there was just a movie like Apple Plus just put a movie out. Oh, they with, have one uh, too with Zach Galifianakis and Kristen Bell, maybe. About Beanie Babies? It's a Beanie Baby movie. That sounds oh, wow. hilarious. Yeah. I to watch that. Me and, too. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's on the list. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, it, it has, I know it ties eBay into it. It ties all the crazy stories into it as well. Yeah. I think like the the ease of using eBay and the internet and the ease of shipping, like as time's gone on, yeah. it's way more accessible now. Like. Anybody can sell it's on eBay. It's so easy now. Right? It's like, so easy. That's why when I meet people that are like, oh, I hate my job or I don't have money or I need, I'm always just like, sell some stuff on eBay. Absolutely. It's not like walk around your home, yeah. find 10 things that you don't want and sell them on eBay. You can sell anything, anything on eBay. Anything you want. Yep. Um, that's kind of how I started doing all of this all those years ago. Like along the way, I would sell toys here and there, but. Um, and I'm sure I'm, I've told the story before. I'll tell it really fast. It's like when we were moving our moving from our old house to where we live now in Livonia, I had all my old toys from stuff I collected. And I didn't want to take a lot of them with me. I'm like, there's no, I don't need to pack this stuff up to move it to house to hide it in the rafters of my garage. Right. Let me sell it on eBay. And this would have been, what, 2013-ish, 2014-ish. And doing that and realizing how one how easy it was to sell and how well the stuff sold made me realize man i could sell toys and make money from home yeah so sell all my toys that i don't want then i need more toys and i remember one time dave getting your brother nick's wrestling figures that was another like light bulb moment for me all those years ago we're over dave's mom's house for like his birthday party and nick has this like giant box of mattel elite figures in the garage like Figures he was going to sell at a yard sale. Remember this? Yeah. Like, he didn't want them mm-hmm. anymore. And by then, they were years old. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Nick, some of those are... I didn't know what they were worth, but I knew they were worth way more than selling them at a garage sale Absolutely. for a dollar each or whatever that you you know him and your mom were going to do. I'm like, let me take these and do something with them. And I remember taking pictures of my house, putting them on eBay. But at that time, I didn't... I think buy it now was kind of new-ish. Or I, maybe I didn't... I was still stuck in my old ways, like where I thought everything was an auction. So I had them all set as auctions, but like seven day auctions. And I had them set at weird, like I would just list them. I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah. like they would end at like, I said before, it'd be like Tuesday at 1 p.m. Right, Because right. I'm a stay at home dad, like taking care of Josephine. A week goes by, these things, they start, get, it's getting near the last minutes of each auction. And the way I did it, like each auction was like five minutes apart. So it's like my phone is just going bonkers. Yeah. Bid, 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 bid. Carrie Von Eric sells for, I don't know, 30 bucks. I'm like, dang, five minutes later, bid, bid, bid. Another thing sells. All Nick's Mattel elites end up selling. When it's said and done, and I kept some of the money for the work, but I remember giving Nick like 500 bucks or something that first time of that box of wrestling figures. And he's like, holy crap. And I'm like, holy crap. Holy crap. Like, I'm like, dang, okay. And he's like, right. here's more. <laughs> I'm like, dang, Nick's wrestling figures he was going to put in a garage sale and make just, 20 bucks, just made he and I hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Um, and then that was it, man. I'm like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And that's all in. from then was like, I'm just looking for toys to sell. And that's what I did. And it was wrestling. And then it became more things. But by then, you could print a, you could print a shipping label on your computer, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then you just go to the post office and drop it off. It wasn't hard. To, and the post office was relatively close to my house. And then it just became a daily thing. I'd have 10 things ending on auction this day that I knew were going to sell. And it would net me this much money. And then the next day, 10 more and 10 more. And doing that, selling that way, I would see certain, uh, I'd see the, like, the same name buying stuff. Yeah. Like a certain name. I'm like, oh, that guy, I remember that name. And a couple of days ago, another, I'm like, dang, I remember that name. And then I'd click on that guy's name and I realized he's a guy who's doing what I'm doing now. But he was uh, he had a wrestling figure store on eBay where he only sold wrestling figures and accessories and, every, and everything was set as a buy it now with a price. Okay. And I realized this guy's buying the stuff I'm selling on auction and he's flipping the stuff I'm selling. Right. Because I would like take pictures of like 30 accessories and sell it as a lot, as an auction. It'd end for 10 bucks. That he'd take this thing and he'd take one thing out of it and sell the one thing for 10 bucks. He would list each thing individually, Dang. and I'm like, oh, and then I'd learn. I learned like, oh, there's three or four people on eBay doing that, 
in the wrestling figure space because that was kind of what I was focused on. Like, well, if they're doing that, why am I going to be a cog in this guy's mission? I'm just going to do what he's doing. Right. So then I pivoted to like buy it now. Now everything's listed as a buy it now. Um, and so with buy it now, you don't have guaranteed sale day because an auction's ending and you know it's you're selling it on that day. Buy it now, you're setting a price and you're just waiting for someone to buy it. Right. So then it's more of like a numbers game. Okay, if I only have 50 things on eBay at buy it now, how many am I going to sell today? I don't know, maybe two, maybe three. But if I have 500 things on eBay, how many am I sell today? If I have 2,000 things on eBay, how am I? How many will I sell today? That's just accumulating stuff. But yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like the ability to sell online is limitless. It could, you could sell literally anything. People buy everything. You sold your golden McNugget the day I you did. got it, hours after you Look, got I'll it on go, eBay. I'll go out sourcing, right? We'll go to thrift stores, Goodwill. Mm-hmm. I'll buy something, and Tracy will be like, my wife, and she'll be like, why the hell are you buying this? Mm-hmm. Two days later, it'll sell for like sixty dollars. Why, honey? I'm like, look, <laughs> we paid three fifty for this. It yeah. sold for sixty. She's like, why do people want that? I don't know. People mm-hmm. buy everything. Yeah, God bless they do, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember going back in the day, like mm-hmm. we uh, we uh, hang out with uh, when, especially when you were a stay at home dad and Josephine was so little, and we would go to the thrift store, mm-hmm. and that'd be the thing. You'd be looking, you would just be hunting. Yeah, and you dig through everything. Uh, yeah, literally digging through everything, looking stuff up on your phone, and I'm mm-hmm. like. It was just like a whole new world to me. I'm like, I don't have the time for this. I'm like, this is my one day off. Dude, like, put this, me in a Goodwill. I'm, I'm a like, madman. Oh God, yeah. I fill that cart. I will fill a cart and then look everything up. Like yeah. I don't look anything up. I'm just grabbing, throwing in, grabbing, throwing in, mm-hmm. and then you look it up and then you make your decision. Yeah, and it is time consuming. Like I love those days. I think that I can't go in like a Salvation Army now and not like have memories of like being in there with yeah. the, the kids are in the cart. They're little as hell. Yeah. Then Winnie's like a baby. Yeah. I would have two little. I have a three year old and one year old in a cart. That's with me. tough by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, just digging through whatever because during that period, I would once I realized like wrestling figures wasn't enough. Like you can't only sell wrestling figures right. not ringsidecollectibles.com exactly. with an unlimited inventory of stuff. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, all right, I need other things, other toys, but I would go to thrift stores and look for literally anything. Anything. Yeah. Vintage shirts. Let me find a single stitch, yep. sick 90s NBA shirt or yep. whatever. I'm going to go to the CDs or DVDs or VHS. Or oh, media is good too. I would yeah. go anywhere. Um, and you could find good, good things. You got any like crazy great eBay scores from uh, from a thrift store? I mean, just recently we were at Salvation Army and I found this DVD box set, right? Mm-hmm. And it's sealed and it's like this old Canadian, I don't know, like 1800 themed TV show. Okay. Like set way back Something in the day. Something that's probably never been Something that no one even, mysteries. no one even <laughs> batted an eye at this DVD set <laughs> it sitting probably here. probably sat there for weeks. I grabbed, in Salvation Army, everything's two for a dollar, so it's 50 cents. Uh-huh. I look it up on eBay, this thing sealed sells for $85. Yeah, done. Done, 50 <laughs> cents, and I sold it for seventy nine ninety nine. That's great. You just gotta look everything up. Yep, you do. That's crazy. I remember, uh, one thing specific was at the Canton Salvation Army. Oh man, I cannot remember the name of this thing. It was like a doll. It was this old doll. It's a it's a very famous 1970s doll of like a grandmother. Man, yeah. I'll, I'll find it and I'll put the picture in the eBay thing because I can't remember what it was. But it was it mint in the box and it was behind the counter at the Salvation Army. Okay. And I'm like, that thing looks like it's worth money. Yeah. And I don't remember what they wanted for it. Probably like. Back then, probably like ten bucks. Right. Now at Salvation Army, it would be the price I'm about to say. Yeah. Buy it for ten bucks. That thing sold within like two days for five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm like, that was the one single item where I'm like, dang, there's potential. It's there's out there. stuff out there. Now it's different in thrift stores. Like yeah. I think back ten years ago you could make money doing well, you're doing it now. I'm doing it now. Yeah, yeah. you're doing it now. You're going to the right stores. Mm-hmm. I go, I'll occasionally poke my head in the same stores I used to go in. I'm like, dude, there's nothing here. Or if there's yeah. anything here, it's priced crazy high. Yeah, you have to adapt and you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah. Because it's not the same as it was five years ago, 10 years ago. Yeah, it's not changed. as easy. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Yep. But the profit is still out there. So, Dave, you went. How many years without being on eBay? Like almost 20 years. <laughs> That's insane. Can't even picture that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> what brought you back? That's crazy. Um, when I bought your guys' Christmas gifts, the cake pan. Oh, and yeah. And the oh, wow. sunglasses. Well, yeah. I was getting the cake. Honestly, I, I logged back into eBay. Um, my grandpa's favorite hockey player, my grandpa's uh, going to be 90, was Turk Broda. 
Mm-hmm. And for his birthday last year, I was looking for like, I wonder if there's any like Turk Broda, like anything from when my grandpa would have been a kid. Because mm-hmm. um, this guy was a goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the 1940s. Did you find something? And I found a comic book, a Babe Ruth comic book that Turk Broda was on the cover of. Oh, cool. Um, so I found that on eBay. I didn't buy it because it was pretty pricey. Sounds like it'd be pricey. And, um, you know, looked into it. But it's been in my watch now. It came down to the point where I would have bought it at Christmas time because it was like in the range where I was like willing to spend. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I already got my grandpa gifts and I'm kind of on a budget here. Ooh, boy, I like, do I do it? And I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm just not going to do it. Um, but, um, but yeah, there was, and there was a couple other things out there, but a lot of like just like hockey cards and stuff that were in terrible condition. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then I talked to my grandpa about it. I showed him it, told him about it, and he was like, oh, it's really cool. He's like, but I wouldn't, you know, he, did, he didn't have any interest. But yeah. um, that got me back onto eBay, and then I would just check in there for things so that Christmas time is when I bought. The first time I bought something in 20 years. This picture of Dave being like, time to get back on eBay. Definitely. Opens the old laptop, blows the dust off. No, I mean, laptop. I mean, He's like, I won. I, I won this auction. It had a buy it now like, price. What is this? I, I have to go get a money order, guys. I won this auction 15 <laughs> my, years ago. My, my old user account was like my old, old, old email address from high school. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it still works. Tried yeah. to log in couldn't remember like i'm like this would have probably been what my password was mm-hmm. didn't work didn't even say the email was like existing and to like forgot a password so i just created a new account back in may but yeah with my email address that i've had for 20 years yeah yeah i think it's uh i think it's a testament to how i've kept up with ebay all those years that i still have my original account like i ne- yeah. it never lapsed so long that i like didn't know how to get into it Man, like lucky. by far, that is the longest relationship I have <laughs> on the internet. Is my account with eBay? You're right, my number e- one. Email addresses have come and gone. Everything's come and gone, but that account is still the same account. Because I would always, occasionally, do you know? There was that period of time, Dave, where we worked in the cell phone industry, yeah. and I, we would get access to whatever. I would sell crap on there. Oh, I have an iPod Nano or something that somebody yeah. gave me. I'll sell that on eBay. I don't want that thing. So I always kept up with it. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. eBay. What what else are we thinking, guys? We kind of talked about the start of eBay. I've got some I've got stories of stuff I've sold on eBay to people along the way. Um You know what I don't like about eBay? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Let me tell you something I don't like about eBay. Okay. Why do they take their fees out of the total value including the shipping? That drives me crazy. Well, I know why. Because they can make more money. Well, it gets them more money, but but if they don't do that, what people were doing for years, and I saw this, I saw this when I first started selling like professionally all those years ago. Yeah. People would say you have an item that's its value is fifteen bucks. Yep. People would list it for a dollar and have the shipping be fourteen bucks. Yes. Because they knew eBay was taking their cut out of the price, not the shipping. That's so true. eBay's taking ten percent of a dollar, which is ten cents, mm-hmm. and then you're just pocketing the difference on shipping. That's true. So to combat that. They now they just take their cut out of all of it. It's the complete total. And I know people are there's lots of man, I hear people dogging on eBay all the time. They take too many fees. It's this, it's that. It's like, dude, that is the cost of doing business. But look at the platform. They are giving on. you yeah. a worldwide audience to mm-hmm. s- sell to. That's like right. if you don't like it, don't list on there. Good luck selling it on your own. Go you want to put the thing on Facebook and deal with a million people saying uh, is this item available? And then ghosting you for the rest of your right. life. Or offering you five bucks. Yeah, it's just incredible. You're getting a convenience. You're getting the worldwide audience. And yeah, there's a, there's a fee associated with that. Mm-hmm. But you just have to realize that when you're starting. Like That's just cost of doing business. Yep, just got to deal with it. With the big boys, baby. Um, the Pierre Omidyars <laughs> of the world. <laughs> yep. What a business model, though. This guy builds a website, yeah. uh, builds the infrastructure, and at that point, he just needs people to list their items for sale, and he's getting a cut. Think of the amount of money eBay makes. They don't have any inventory of their own, right? They're just, yeah. they're no. just providing the service and the platform. And there's been people along the way that have tried to become a competitor to eBay, and some are successful in a way. But all these the, years later, there's part. nobody. What's the, there's what's, nobody even close, man. What's the one? Is it like Dash deals or something like that, where it's still a bidding 
auction oh, site. Maybe that I'm, not sure, I'm you, sure that's like you, the reclaimed pallet junk. Drone, yeah, you drones pay, and all the other. Yep, yep. But you Amazon pay for your. Stuff. You buy your bids, so you give them fifty dollars, right? And you get a hundred bids or whatever, and then you just got to sit there and, and bid on the Hope PlayStation Five. They're just well, preying just on with penny people. bids. Like no yeah. one's making, no, no one's making money in that scenario. No, you pay. The website's making money. You're oh not making yeah. Money. Yeah. And then you're just hoping that you're one of the lucky people who get that PlayStation. But then when the commercial advertise a PlayStation 5 sold for $80, mm-hmm. you're like, $100, and here yeah. we go, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. So selling on eBay to the extent that I do now, which, guys, if you listen to this podcast and you don't know that I sell on eBay, please go on eBay. Time right. Blaster Toys on eBay. Like, mm-hmm. lots of stuff for sale. Updating which that it wasn't your all name always, right? Oh, no, my name's changed a million times. At f- the first 10 years of my eBay career, I think my name was just <laughs> Keith Libra. I probably didn't even know what it was or how to change it. It didn't matter. Yeah, right? I, I don't even know, yeah. yeah. How would you have changed it back in the day? I don't remember. Yeah, I changed it a few times. Then at one point, it was like Lucha Libra. That's what I, I remember. Like Lucha, Lucha Libre, Libra. But Lucha Libra, that yeah. was when it was only wrestling stuff. And then it turned. I think from that, it went to Time Blaster Toys. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think there was anything in between. Um, but... Selling in the amount I do to the amount of people that I do, yeah, I've sold some cool things to some cool people along the way. I thought it'd be fun to talk about. One uh, is fresh on my mind because we were just watching it the other day. So I uh, this was years ago. Don't remember which year. Probably like f- four or five years ago. Um, had a bunch of LJN wrestling figures on eBay. One of them sells. Andre the Giant with the fro sells on eBay. I'm doing my daily shipping. The shipping address that I'm shipping to is like, I don't remember, some production studio, ABC Studios, something, something, something Cal- Hollywood. Cal- I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, that's like, this is going to like where TV's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And when, when a cool address comes up, I'm like, I Google it. I'm like, what is this? Or a name I recognize comes up. I Google it. So I Google this, and I realize it's like the prop division of the TV show The Goldbergs, which is a television show set in the 1980s oh, so cool. where the kid, the main character, Adam Goldberg, is like a nerd like us, and his whole bedroom's full of all the toys that we grew up with, including WFL Jans. I'm like, dang, this Andre the Giant's going to The Goldbergs? Which that, is a great show. I'm like, this is awesome. Maybe one day I'll see it, or it'll get used. And like months go by, and I forget. And then like the next season of The Goldberg comes out, and there's an episode called Wrestlemania on the Goldbergs <laughs> mm-hmm. where there's scenes with LJNs and there's like these scenes where Andre the Giant and the Hogan LJNs are like prominently displayed. They're like walking through a thing. And I'm like, that's the Andre the Giant that I shipped to the studios was in the episode of the Goldbergs. I'm like, man, I made it. My LJN made it on an episode <laughs> of the Goldbergs. Yeah. That was like super, super cool. Um, there's been other times where and I don't know where they panned out. There's been times where like I've sold something and the buyer will email me like immediately and they'll be like, uh, can you please ship this, uh, overnight ASAP? I need it for a, uh, a shoot in the morning. I'll pay whatever it costs. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, and it'll be like a loose five ounce or four ounce action figure that should be $4 a ship. I'll be like, it's going to be $80. They're like, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, all right. And then you send them the invoice and they pay it immediately and then you ship it away. They're like, I wonder where that, I could never figure out what was going on with those. One time I wrote the guy back, oh man, I'd love to know what it's being used for. And he never wrote me back. But there's been times (laughs) people have paid like a hundred bucks to have an action. Oh, one was a power, it was Power Ranger figures. And I was trying to figure it out. It was something in New York City. With maybe some kind of toy fair display or something, maybe. maybe. Yeah, it, it's wild, man. But yeah, there's been times people have paid big money just to have something quicker. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, I know a story that you have of another famous person who bought Dude, their tell own me figure. It. <laughs> tell me it. What is it? <laughs> well, I mean, you'll, you'll tell the story better, but I mean, where you sold- uh, Was it a wrestler? A wrestler that you sold their own figure to. Yeah. Oh, let's, that's let's happened a couple one. times now. Okay, okay. I don't know who you, you're but referencing. They had a more famous wife than them. Oh, okay. That's one. There's another yeah, one that okay. I can tell you in a second. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a period of time where uh, this was years ago too. Like, I have a couple David Otunga action figures. This is a, for those of you that don't know. He's just a WWF wrestler. He was on a reality show. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily super famous wrestler, but he was married to Jennifer Hudson, or maybe he still is. I don't know. Who's very very famous woman, right? Yes. And. I had a couple like loose David Otunga action figures, and one sells. 
Oh, my phone goes off. Oh, cool. I sold to David Otunga. Then like minutes later, the other one sells. I'm like, Dave, who's buying David Otunga? Two of them in one day. Right. Then the next day I get to my, I'm sitting down to ship. I go to ship. I re- I see the address it's being shipped to is David Otunga. I'm like, <laughs> he's buying his own action figure. <laughs> then you see the address. So you Google the address and it's like this humongous mansion in Chicago, like this giant mansion, yeah. which Jennifer Hudson's going to live in a giant mansion. Yeah. And I thought that was funny. Like, oh, he's buying his own action figures. And then six months, year later, I get more David Otunga action figures. <laughs> I list them. Guess what? They sell again. David Otunga, I don't know, maybe like everyone he meets in his life, he gives them action figures of himself. But there was a period of time that if you listed a David Otunga action figure on it eBay, would sell. David Otunga was buying it himself. He's probably creating his own man cave or something. Maybe. A maybe. shrine to his action figures. So there's another one. This happened in the last six months. Funny thing about David Otunga is... Yeah. is, is, is he has been long gone from wrestling. I know he was a little re- real life like law degree guy, but he popped up in She Hulk. Oh, he? he was like oh, an attorney. He's an atter- he, he was like know. an attorney for somebody in She Hulk. In She Hulk, yeah, he wow. was. Uh, in a co- I think he was in two episodes. I think he was one of the attorneys for the. Oh, Did I he can't like remember. have? The speaking role, I don't, or I don't he was think just so. I think around. he was just like standing there with, uh, but yeah, that's I was, funny. Oh, that's the last time I saw him pop up. Like, is that <laughs> that, that was like David Otunga? <laughs> like, forgot about him that's existing, funny. and but yeah, that's yeah, that's what he's done in recent years. That's great. Um, so the other one was very recent. I had a John Heidenreich Jack's bone, that's not bone amazing. crunching, ruthless aggression, ruthless, carded yeah. action figure, and it was on eBay for a while. Right, because I list the the way I list on eBay is I get the I get my stuff, I do my research, I set my prices, I list it, and I forget it. It's on there for the price that I've determined it's worth. Price the price, and I wait till it sells. For real, that's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. I'm not going in here and changing prices. If I can't, I'm I'm just listing nonstop. So that Heidenreich I had for a while, right? Walk by it every couple days. There he is, man. That thing's never (laughs) going anywhere. (laughs) And then one day, cha ching, it sells, and I go to ship it, and the to John Heidenreich going to John Heidenreich. I'm like, wow. That's funny. And then I look up the address. It's like somewhere in Alabama. And I'm like, yeah, this is literally where John Heidenreich lives. And mm-hmm. he bought himself a carded action figure. I thought about messaging him and be like, hey, hey, man, you want to be on the Time Blaster toy cast? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> want to talk about this action figure I'm shipping to you? Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody buys on eBay. Everybody. everybody. Even celebrities buy on eBay. Mm-hmm. The other one I remember... Uh, and I don't really know this guy, but I know he's famous. Was uh, I had a a He Man and a, a vintage He Man and vintage Battle Cat, really super clean, beautiful set. Again, years ago, put it on eBay. It sells, and the the name as I'm shipping, I'm like, I know this name. I've heard this name, and then I Google it. I'm like, oh, this guy's like super super famous. He's uh that comedian Frank Caliendo. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he bought it and it was like being shipped to wherever he lives in Las Vegas because he probably has like some show that he does in Vegas yeah, nonstop. Yeah. So he bought a He-Man and a Battle Cat. So oh, a fellow He-Man collector, eh? Yeah. So he, yeah. I'm a big Frank Caliendo fan. Too. Really? I yeah. can't even picture what this guy looks like, but he likes He-Man because he bought <laughs> he bought it before. <laughs> Unrelated, related, but off topic is uh, his Instagram <laughs> is great to. I followed him on Instagram for years. It's great because he'll post like a 20 second video where he goes through 20 impressions in 20 seconds of a different like celebrity uh-huh. and he just says like it's, it's really it's, it's really cool like people challenge him or whatever it's a hell of a talent it's, wow that's it's, cool it's awesome yeah he's yeah. so good that's great just get him to impersonate he-man one day get him to do a, <laughs> get him to do a bunch of uh, audio drops for us as all these different <laughs> celebrities yeah so i don't know ebay man uh been been there as a buyer been there as a seller yep uh, it's adapted over the years and changed over the years, but you got to just go with the flow, right? So many people complain about eBay, and I know you mentioned earlier about the offers system. Yeah, yeah. Got to make the <laughs> offers. I love making offers. Which I, I hate w- sitting on stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I will make you a good offer because I want it gone. Yeah, I was like anti-offers forever. Like, I know I'm you not, were, yeah. yeah. And, um, but that changed in the last, like, very recently, probably in the last three or four months. Um Everybody was telling me, man, you got to make offers. Got like, to. It's a lot of work. I don't want to like send what we're talking well, especially about. Especially for like, you because you got thousands and thousands of things. Yeah, sitting what we're there. talking about is like you set, like I set, I 
there's an item I set the price. $29.98 is 30 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Sending an offer is to any interested person. So if you have a watcher on your item, if someone clicks on your item and has it in their eBay history, yep. you can send those specific buyers an offer, like 10% off. Oh, buy this now, you get 10% off. Yeah. It just sends it like to their eBay account, and they can choose to do something with it if they want to or not. And I was always like, no, the price is the price. I know. So stubborn. <laughs> so stubborn. Yeah. Last guy to change yep. always. But uh, like in November time, eBay made it this feature. It was like right on my home screen, this like automatic feature. It's like use automated offers now. And it's like you just had to click a, yeah. click a button. I'm like, yep. okay, I click the button. And then it's like set a percent. I'm like, okay, 10%. Mm-hmm. And then it's like submit. And the, or it was like which listings and i just checked all all of check them. and i just hit click the button boom that was it mm-hmm. like three clicks click 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 like 20 minutes go by because it's like because it's like sending the offers dude my phone went out of control ask melanie that day it was it was uh the day before thanksgiving we did that okay so over two thousand items. Any person that was ever interested in anything is getting this alert. So yeah. it's off selling, and it was giving the ability of for people to counter offer if yes, they wanted to. Yes. Which, if it's reasonable, I'll yeah, oh, oh yeah, dude, why not? It's sure, worth it. That's cool. Um, it's dude, all about the phone, cash flow. Phone went nuts. That was that day where I told you guys the next day we came in to ship. Like yeah. we got here at like eight a.m. and we shipped until six p.m. Yes. We shipped like hundred and twenty things, like yes. of all sizes. It was like the single greatest one day of eBay sales, like ever. It was <laughs> offers, in, baby. It was nuts. It is amazing how many things you can sell just by knocking a couple bucks off. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, I know. So, people think they people want that deal. They, they want the even control. if it's two bucks. They yeah, they want that yeah. cheaper price. Yeah, I guess. And That's I, what I, it I, is. Yeah, and I think eBay eBay incentivizes you to use. It's just like everything mm-hmm. picks up when you do that because like stuff was selling that wasn't even necessarily attached to an offer. Yeah, but it was selling. Right, it just helps that, that algorithm. The eBay algorithm yep. is uh, what it was helping. Yeah, but yeah, so I set that in November, and I I think I put the end date for January first. Okay, and like I forgot about it, and like things have been great since then. Like crazy, everyday offers are happening. I gotta go in there and see if I can find that automated offer because I don't remember so, seeing that on the dashboard. So it ends. Yeah. And I forget it ends. And I'm in the shower like two, three days ago. And, I'm, and there, it was like a day where eBay sales were kind of low, which um, for the last few months, there's been no days like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, I wonder what. I'm like, yeah, it's after Christmas. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? I haven't realized on my phone, I haven't been uh, getting out offers or counter offers. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's because I forgot to restart it. Restart it. So that was why I was on the phone with eBay yesterday because I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to do it again. So it's not just chilling. And I'm Googling it, and I I spent 30 minutes on the internet, and there is no answer to this question. Couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I have to call eBay. I haven't called eBay in years. So I figure out a way to call eBay because it's not easy anymore. They do not make it easy. No, I had to do some wild stuff to get them on the phone. And I'm talking to the guy, and he's like, oh, that was an automated feature we sent to certain sellers. Um, and you were a part of it, and oh, it's not. That explains it, though. And I'm like, oh. I wish then, that was a thing. And No. And then as we're talking, at the very end, he goes, there is this one thing you can do, and he starts explaining something, and him explaining that led me down a path on eBay. I start clicking, and I found it. And I go, oh, my God, I found it. Okay. It's this. And the way it's set up is not how you You'll have to show me. And I explain, I'm like, dude, this is how you do it. I told him, like, because there will be other people calling you for the same reason. Yeah. Um, so I turned it back on. And then yesterday my phone exploded again. Because <laughs> there was like that five-day yeah. period of where nothing was happening. So, yes. So there, there you if go. you want to sell on eBay, you need to You know what offers. else I love, which is, is similar to that, is after you sell something, mm-hmm. you have the ability to send that person like a coupon, like a promo code. Oh, see, I haven't done that So I love, yet. so I'll create like a 10% off promo code. And every time someone buys something, you just click send coupon, send them that code to oh, each really? person. Oh, that's cool. And that's going to bring in more sales. Yeah, eBay's, in the last few years, they've tried to like modernize a site and do things to help f- with stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just recently, has eBay finally, like when someone buys something and they bought from you before, it'll say repeat buyer? Yes. For the longest, there could, there could be people on this planet that have spot bought ten thousands of dollars of stuff from me and i would have no you would idea. never know yeah because it doesn't tell you nope but at least now it says repeat buyer so you're like oh okay this this person's bought from me before let yep. me throw a pack of cards in here right let me cool give you some 89 batman cards with your action figure right you're fun. welcome <laughs> so that's it that's ebay Dave. ebay man that's it's like eBay. we could do a podcast that's literally only talking about ebay there could be a time blaster toy cast podcast that's only ebay i could talk about 
mm-hmm. every single week I would have enough stuff to talk yeah, about, which is crazy. Could've. So we can do eBay again one day, but yeah, for now, yeah, that's stories. probably yeah, enough. It could, yeah, it could be like a... Maybe this week on eBay, this, this is what right. happened. It could almost be a bit. Yeah, like uh, yeah. like yeah. A, if, if we ever got to that point where we had a, uh, where yeah. we needed like five minute bits. There's enough material. Like this, week, this week on eBay bit. Yeah. We could definitely be. could. Yeah. So Some hopefully you guys stuff. like this. I don't know. I thought, I thought I, to me. It's a part if, of our lives. To so. me, I think if you're a collector and, you, and you're listening to our podcast about action figures, You've you been have eBay. inevitably been on eBay, bought on eBay, you n- understand a little bit about yep. eBay. And let us know your story on the Time Blaster toy line. Yeah, please, let us know. Let us know if you sold anything on eBay. Any horror bought, stories? Bought We'd anything love to hear good. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the juice. <laughs> yeah, give us the juice. Yep. Okay, so that's enough for this week, guys. Uh, we will tell you what we're talking about next week in just a second. All right, next week, guys. Royal Rumble is next weekend. Yes, it is. So I think we need to have the Time Blaster Toycast version of a Royal Rumble, which yeah. y'all know is the Time Blaster Toycast Bodacious Bracket Tournament, TBT, BBT for short. But this time, for the first time, oh. it ain't those big bulky LJN stepping in the ring. Yeah. It's those little four and a half, five inch tall, hard plastic brothers, WWF Hasbros in the Bodacious Bracket Tournament. What's going to happen, guys? Uh, we'll have to wait and find out next week. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Welcome to the toy cast. Toy cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time blast. Of the toy cast. Toy we cast. know the facts well. Straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move. No duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews. Have you looked? Looking for the red flag and bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hand. So get your notepad. We talking about collectibles. Collectible. Get to the seal. Know the value is exceptional. Uh, As it can be from TV to the VHS. Yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, playsets, yeah. Transformer, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Destro. Yeah. Light bright with the glow. Power from Nintendo. Nintendo. So many toys you will never know. Never know. Welcome to ToyCast. Here we go. This episode of the Time Blaster Toycast was produced and hosted by Dave Harbison, Joe D'Alessandro, and me, Keith Libra. We record live to tape from my shop, Time Blaster Toys, in Westland, Michigan. This episode was mixed and edited by Joe. Our theme song is by our pal, the talented Mark Cooper. Follow us on Instagram, at Time Blaster Toys, and YouTube, at Time Blaster Toycast. If you have a question, comment, or idea for our show, you can contact us via the Time Blaster Toy Line at 734-494-2292 or via email at timeblastertoys at gmail.com. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next week.